Welcome to the First Time Facilitator Podcast. Whether you're a first-time facilitator or a seasoned pro, listen in for tips and tricks to make a bigger impact at the next workshop you deliver. And now, your host, Leanne Hughes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Leanne Hughes, and I'm here to help you create unpredictable workshop experiences that predictably work. So if you're listening in this week, thank you again. Thank you so much. Um, I really don't take it for granted having this opportunity to be part of your day. Um, I love it when you message me or let me know where and what you're up to when you're listening to the show, whether I'm joining you on your commute into work or while you wait for a plane or when you might be walking your dogs. If you're a new listener, uh, the format for this show is an interview every other week interspersed by the short, sharp solo minisodes where I offer more action-oriented and practical facilitation advice based on, I don't know, what's going on in my head, new things that I've seen or heard that have really resonated with me and um, just, I guess, some tools and advice that may be able to help you create the most influential and contagious and engaging workshop experiences. If you'd like to continue the conversation when the podcast is over, hop on over to Facebook and search for the words The Flip Chart, where you can join a community of over 200 facilitators from all over the world. Now, on that Facebook group, love to hear like your challenges, your wins, and just share favorite activities, videos, and articles, ask questions. Um, it's a very, very supportive community. And we're all driven by the same thing doing what it takes to make our workshops a bit different and more engaging. You can view a link to the group and other resources mentioned in this episode in the show notes at firsttimefacilitator.com forward slash episode 81. Now, on to the show. If you've been listening in the last eight to ten weeks, you would have heard me spruiking about how great a platform LinkedIn is. I have been posting quite a bit on there. Uh, It's actually pretty fascinating what posts take off and receive lots of reactions and comments versus the ones that don't. And the reason I'm sharing this before I launch in to the solo episode is because this episode is based on a LinkedIn post I did that went gangbusters. It had like over 100 likes and just thousands of views and I thought that was fascinating. So, the, the LinkedIn post, it was actually a shower thought. I had it on a Thursday morning. I wasn't even going to post on LinkedIn that day, but I was reflecting on a few things. Um, one of those things was my recent time in Hong Kong, which you would have heard about back in episode 79. And I also had someone ask me recently, hey, Leanne, if there was one word that described your approach and what you find most important when designing and delivering a workshop, what would that word be? And when I got hit with that question, um, I started spluttering out answers. Hey, look, I'm a bit of an extrovert and that's how we form our ideas. It's by talking them through. But, <laughs> but after a few bumbly attempts of picking one word, I realized I couldn't really think of one. I hadn't nailed it. And that was last month. So it was only in the shower recently on that Thursday morning when the word hit me with force. I found it. And that word for me is contrast, C-O-N-T-R-A-S-T, contrast. Now, you can call it other things like you might, you know, variety or even a phrase like mixing it up. It all means the same thing to me. 
Okay, so hear me out. Let's start to talk about things outside of facilitation and workshops to start. So exercise. Every Monday morning when I am back in the Bris Vegas, that's what we call Brisbane here, <laughs> I do a group workout at 5.30 a.m. at the gym. It's called HIT, which stands for High Intensity Interval Training. Now, it's only a 30-minute workout, which I love. Um, it's very efficient, but it is a killer workout. Like your muscles burn, your heart wakes up and sings, and the endorphin hit just lasts. It lasts forever. It's like till the early afternoon. If you know what HIT is, H-I-I-T, um, how it really gets you feeling great and burning a ton of calories is by mixing up the workout. So you work really hard at 100% for a small amount of time. You push yourself as hard as you can for 30 seconds as an example, and then you might get a 10 second break. Now I have an Apple Watch and it is fascinating looking at your heart rate, pick up and work to its maximum. And then when you rest, even for 10 seconds, see how quickly your heart rate can drop back down. Now, having this contrast in the workout, the peaks, the troughs, it allows you to drive a maximum heart rate over the 30 minutes. If I didn't have that break, I would notice very quickly that I wouldn't be able to work out at a maximum rate. I'd be burnt out. I, I certainly just couldn't do a maximum workout for 30 minutes without resting. And that's one way of contrast and how contrast is effective. It's getting those peaks and the troughs and helping you reach your maximum workout limit by giving you a break, by mixing it up. That's one example using exercise. Let's talk about holidays and, and talk about my recent trip to Thailand. Have you ever been to Thailand? If you have, you know how incredible the food is there. What you'll notice at the restaurants or even street, street food vendors are the condiments that they serve with your meals. Condiments are really important over there. Uh, there are four different standard condiments that you'll find in a Thailand restaurant or when you're out eating. So um, with these four condiments, one is a source of sour flavor. So either chilies and vinegar or a lime-based chili sauce. There will nearly always be sugar in a second condiment, and you may think this is because of the sweet flavor, but it's important to bring uh, balance and sugar is useful for enhancing and bringing out different flavors. The third condiment is usually a source of spicy, hot flavor. So roasted dried chilies or roasted chilies and oil. And the final container is devoted to fish sauce or soy sauce for salty flavor, for that salt. So why does this happen? Let's look at the four different elements. Sour, sweet, hot, salty. What these flavors do together is, my favorite C word, creates contrast. We like the taste of contrast. I mean, who's ever heard food described like, oh, yeah, that biscuit, it was so delicious. It was just crunchy on the outside, but oh my gosh, so smooth on the inside. We love the contrast in flavor. We love the contrast in texture. The contrast, again, creates a balance. It helps the food taste better. It helps us optimally perform in a workout. And these are just two different examples. I could draw the parallel of contrast across so many different industries and areas. Great movies have contrasts. The best stories have an element of contrast. The best TV commercials have contrast. So now let's draw this analogy back to workshops. 
you know, my favourite word. Well, <laughs> how can we use this word of contrast to create more influence and contagious experiences in your workshop? Here are some ideas. First one, standing versus sitting. I often hear comments at the end of the day when participants remark, wow, like I felt like that, you know, the workshop went really quick. It felt like it was really moving along. And it's because they were physically moving. Um, I used to keep things simple in workshops. I used to say things like, hey, turn to the person next to you to have a chat, which I still do. But now I know the importance of getting them up, getting them to move. It creates that blood flow. And even if you say something like, hey, find someone across the room, stand up and pair up with them. Find someone new, answer a question. You can put flip charts, scatter them around the room on different walls, get them to physically walk over to that flip chart and write their ideas down. Get them to note their ideas on a post-it note and walk over to a flip chart. Standing versus sitting, it's such a simple way to create contrast and you can embed it with all the activities that you do and weave in through the day. Sharing versus reflecting. Now, I've got to admit, I sometimes struggle with doing a ton of reflection work because I like to keep things moving. Uh, Just a personal thing. I guess reflection often means to me, okay, get your workbook out and write down your thoughts on whatever the model is or what you just spoke about. Um, So the second you get people reflecting and writing, the room goes pretty quiet. However, it, it is important to do that and it does create that contrast, particularly if it's used interchangeably with sharing with group discussion, sharing your experiences and your stories with other people. I think contrast works in like an everything in moderation type of way. If you were sitting in a two-hour workshop and you were shown a model after model after model and asked to reflect on that, so, okay, this is what I think and then write it down in your workbook, that would be, oh, that would be really boring. Similarly, if you were shown model after model and asked to share your experiences about that model, Again, that gets pretty tiresome and it gets pretty predictable. So the key, again, is contrast. The key is to change it up. Here are a couple more examples. And I realize myself, hey, even with the way that I speak and deliver these solo episodes, I need to start taking a bit of my own medicine and using more contrast in my voice. For example, changing the pitch, changing the tone, the pace to keep you engaged. That is another form of contrast in our delivery, the way that we communicate, the way that we speak. Participating versus observing. Now, this works well, particularly if you're used to role play or you're actually working on something. Um, Oftentimes, we get someone to practice and listen, but the third person as an observer can, can really help. Another example of contrast, reading a manual versus watching a video. Sitting inside versus going outside. I guess when we sit down, um, most of our workshops, is the default is that we're inside, we're inside a room. So the simple act of getting everyone in a new environment and just taking a walk outside can work beautifully. I mean, I can't even remember when I heard this, but, but yeah, I must have heard it on a podcast. I just can't recall which one. But they mentioned that high ceilings are really important um, if you wanted big sky thinking because it represents that. it's high, The high ceilings represent big sky thinking. So the simple act of adding contrast to a workshop environment, the room, uh, by getting outside is effective. When I ran my late, uh, latest leadership workshops over two days, on the second day, I completely changed the 
seating arrangements and the layout of the room from group clusters, so like cafe style to a U-shape um, that created contrast. What that did was it gave the room a whole different energy and it indicated to the participants that it was a brand new day. Plus, uh, that meant that they couldn't sort of sneak into the same seats they sat in the day before, uh, which was quite cool too. <laughs> we are creatures of habit. Um, location. So even thinking about where you present, are you, you know, move away from your laptop, present from the side of the room, the back of the room, move closer to the audience, move away. Your energy, you don't have to be an energizer bunny all day long. That would be exhausting, not only for you, but for others to watch. So when the group has the energy, you can reduce your energy. When the group needs a prep up and some, you know, they, they need the energy, then that's when you need to give it your all as well. So these are just a, really just a few examples, but you can look at all of the different elements of workshop design and delivery. And all contrast is about is the simple act of switching things up to create a bit of a mix and variety and if you do this it will have a massive impact just never underestimate the importance of contrast I use contrast as my criteria when I'm going through workshop design so when I'm designing a workshop I'll go back through a draft um, at a high level like look at the map for the day and if there are way too many activities that focus on a particular type of conversation like sharing, uh, if the way that I explain something, is it if it's delivered in the same way, what I'll do is I'll either change it around so I'll move those topics so that I'm getting the contrast so it's not just sharing activity after sharing activity or I'll re replace that with another idea, whether it's a video, a story, an activity where they need to physically build something or write something down or draw and just create that contrast and weave it in through the design so that is my word uh, contrast is the new black <laughs> I love this word so hard that I'm adding it to my company values um, that's funny because I don't actually have company values yet but this word is driving me to start uh, so this is the first word I don't know what the others are yet but contrast is number one so my question for you is how else can you add contrast in your workshops? I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I've, I, there's so many more I could cover. I just don't want to bore you, but hopefully I've planted a seed to get you thinking about contrast. Let me know your thoughts in the Flipchart Facebook group. Shoot me a direct message on Instagram. I'm on there at Leanne Hughes or connect with me. Shoot me a message on LinkedIn to let me know your ideas and if you have a favorite word a, a word that describes the way you approach workshop facilitation and design thank you again so much for listening and just remember contrast 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 And look, if you're still listening in the meantime, if you do like this show, I'd love you to help out and get the word out to other people. So there are a few ways you can spread the word. Uh, you can simply send a link to firsttimefacilitator.com or leave a rating and review in iTunes to boost the public presence of the show. Thanks, first-time facilitators. Chat next week.